What's up, guys? We're having a great afternoon. Wanted to check in. We've got some new members once again. Uh, man, we're just getting more and more people by the day. And if you've been waiting for a while, I apologize. Uh, sometimes a little slow on the uptake, reading through. And, and we do like to vet our guys. It's not an extensive process, right? It's not like you're getting top secret clearance here. But, you know, we, we do want to make sure that there's some, some quality control with the people that we're bringing in. Um, not so much that we're all exactly alike um, and, and think exactly the same. I, actually, I don't want that. I, I think homogeny is often detrimental in a lot of ways, but making sure that we're all on the same page when it comes to trying to become better as as men and improve ourselves in some way. and and. Therefore, improving the world around us. That's really the ultimate goal, right? Matt Savage, what is up? One of our moderators here. He's um, our resident comedian and funny guy and uh, often getting in the comments and will occasionally surprise us with some, uh, some really sound logic and words of wisdom because um, most of the time he just <laughs> dicks around and, and is goofy. But uh, like... Any good savage gentleman, he has many facets, and not only can he be can he be humorous, but he can also be serious and thoughtful and deep. And I think that that's an important quality to have. Um, and I guess that can maybe bring me into one of the first things I wanted to announce, along with welcoming you new guys. Uh, as you may have seen, we we have our new T-shirts back up. These are our strength punishes, but cleverness kills. And it's a, it's a saying that I, I borrowed actually from football where they said strength punishes but speed kills. And I thought, you know, for the savage gentleman, I mean, obviously speed is a great virtue to have when it comes to athletics. But when we're talking about the, the grand scheme of things and, and how we perform as men, I think that cleverness is far more valuable than just being fast. Um, Seth, let's see, watching from work. Okay, I'll talk quieter. Um, just, just tell him this is your personal development. And I don't know, maybe you can get away with that. I Probably not. They generally frown upon uh, Facebook at the workplace, I, I imagine. I don't know. I don't have that kind of worky job. I do stuff like this. So um, it's been a while since I've had to... Uh, punch a clock and, and, and do that sort of thing. I'm not really, you guys may have realized this about me, I'm not super cut out for um, being in the corporate world. Um, I say the F word probably too much and and I uh, it just doesn't work out great for me. Anyway, cleverness kills. Um, the idea being is like, man, being strong is, is, is super important. Strength is... A, a great virtue, and I think it's something that we as men should cultivate and develop. But it's something that, that, is, that is finite, right? Whether that's in terms of longevity, it's like, well, you're not going to be super strong your whole life. There's going to be a time where you're, you, you, got, you know, that, that starts to wane a little bit, right? We can't be as strong as we were whenever we were our strongest. As we get older, that starts to go away. So we need to find other means of survival and, and accomplishing tasks and doing what we need to do. The other thing with strength is it's finite in, in the immediate, right? Um, and if you don't believe me, get underneath the bar and start pressing it. And, you know, you may be fine for 5, 10, 15 reps, 
eventually there's going to come a time where you can't move that thing anymore and your strength has become exhausted. And, and so with that, from a physical mindset or attribute, when that starts to fade, then cleverness is what we need to rely on, right? And I think most of us here can appreciate that. But if you're like me, you probably spent most of your life honing the strength side and, and really just like driving that into the ground. And, and, you know, unfortunately, I probably would have had a lot more success in a lot of areas had I been a bit more clever and not so damn hardheaded. And, you know, I had to learn those lessons the hard way to get to where I am. So I guess I can't really regret it. But man, if, if, if there was something I could go back and, and tell myself, it would be listen to the people that had been there before and were giving you advice because they had really good advice. And I, at the time I was just so hardheaded that I, I thought I knew better. I was like, no, nope, fuck you. I just got to be stronger, bro. Just got to be stronger. If I can, if I can be the strongest, then everything else will take care of itself. And, and, you know, again, that is, is foolish, youthful thinking really, and, and inexperience. And so for those of us that are a little bit older, a little bit wiser, we know that, man, you can get a lot more done being clever and, and using our wits and, and mental fortitude than you can just with brute force. So that's the, uh, the shirt that we have. And obviously you can see on the graphic design, we have the Raven holding a hatchet. Um, a Raven obviously being a, a pretty, pretty cool symbol for cleverness. Um, there's a lot of uh, symbolism with the Raven, obviously. Some of you guys who are really into Norse mythology and some other things. Uh, pretty cool, pretty cool rabbit hole to go down if you're, like I said, into that. Uh, Matt Savage, let's see. <laughs> you're surprised you have a job. Yeah, well, wait, I thought you were, oh, no, you're, you're, you're the guard. You're in the guard, right? Or are you full-time military? Uh, what do you do, Matt? I don't even know what you do. I'm a, I'm a shitty friend, man. I'm sorry. I, you know, I should know what, what my buddies are up to, but I don't know. I guess I'm an asshole. So, yeah, Matt, what, what, what is it you say you do here, aside from being um, a, a moderator? I know you're a part-time or amateur comedian. I don't, I don't know how you classify or rank that, but um, what do you actually do for work? George Grimm, what's up, man? Um, good to see you. Oh, DOD civilian. Okay, gotcha. So that's, I mean, that's military-esque, obviously, and, I mean, that's, that's a pretty, I mean, that's probably a pretty, like, tight, narrow path, like, working stiff type job. I, my thing is, if they, I, I don't know that I could ever work in a, in a place that has, like, a HR department. That's, that's kind of my litmus test. I can work any job, but if there's something that, that they have, like, a full-scale HR department, man, I'm probably going to run into some issues. And so I pursued a non-traditional path and became a professional fighter and uh, ended up starting my own business doing Savage Gentleman here. And now I get to hang out with you fine folks and no one can yell at me for dropping an F-bomb. Um, some of the things that are going on in the league, uh, I guess that's probably worth mentioning. One of the posts that really impressed me was your guys' response to the... Uh, the, the real men write poetry. And I, and I put real in brackets because the notion of trying to define a real man, I think, is, is kind of silly and childish. Um, a, a lot of people 
have a have a strong stance and strong opinions on what they what they believe a man is. And I think that that's fine. I think you should have you know your your definition. And I think it's important that we all collectively agree on a, on a similar definition. However, to get super uh, myopic about you know, this activity is for men or that isn't, I, I, I think it's silly, right? I think, I think he, there's so much nuance to it to try and, 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 and create this really tall, uh, really small box to put guys in is, is kind of silly and really a, a waste of time. So, you know, I, I facetiously put real men write poetry really with the mindset of, you know, doing something like that is not, traditionally considered manly or masculine but if we if we think about a couple hundred years ago right and and even before like some of the some of the people that were creating art, art were super masculine and and they talked about very manly things and i think that you know somehow somehow the arts have been hijacked and 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 i, and I don't know why um, we, we've kind of like stepped away and like, that's not manly stuff. It's not manly to, to paint or create or to do music or all these things. And, and I don't think that that's true. Again, I think that that's a, that's a really weird line in the sand to draw. And I think that it's, it's actually super important that we as men, uh, pursue our, our, our creative side, whatever that is. And it doesn't have to be writing and it doesn't have to be through, through art or, or something else, it can be through crafting and building things, but there's still a, you know, an, an element of creation and creativity that I think is important for us to, to explore. We are, we are creators. We are designed to make things. And if we're not doing that, if we're not making something right and, and, you know, art is subjective, right? But if you put passion into it, whatever it is, woodworking or, or leathercraft as we do at Savage Gentlemen, if you put passion into it, it can become art, right? If it makes people feel something, if, it's, if it, if it um, evokes some kind of emotion in others, then, then that counts as art. And so I, I think we need to get back into doing that. And obviously poetry is, is one way of doing it. And I, for whatever reason, I mean, I'm, I don't consider myself a poet by any means, but I was feeling somewhat poetic yesterday and, and wrote, wrote a poem about building your dreams and letting them dash, be dashed on the rocks on the shore and then rebuilding them again with the flotsam, which for some of you guys didn't know, that's the wreckage. That's just the stuff that washes up on the seashore. Um, flotsam, it, it, things that float is, is kind of where that's derivative of. And, and so rebuild it and send it out to sail, you know, with the same amount of, of energy and passion as you did the first time. And, and, you know, hopefully that wasn't super cryptic. The idea behind it is like, man, you know, go, go for, pursue whatever you're going for, um, regardless of the outcome, whether, whether we, we win, lose or draw, you know, knowing that most of what we do in this life as humans is kind of futile, right? Um, we're, we're building sandcastles. To, to some extent, but we do it anyway, right? And I think that's what's important. I think that's the most endearing um, human quality that we have is like, man, this whole thing is fleeting. You know, we, we erect these things, we build this stuff up and, you know, one day we're going to be returned to the dust. And in spite of all that, we still do it anyway. And we still do it with all of our passion and all of our energy. And, I, and 
for me, you know, that, that was what I wanted to hopefully inspire that idea. Um, ooh, a couple of comments here. Let me, let me get caught up. Tom Craig, what's up, buddy? Good to see you. Let's see, I'm in elementary school and I drop the F-bomb all the time under my breath in the teacher's lounge and very loudly in my car on the ride home. Yeah, I know that feeling. Um, and, and I don't know, let's see, elementary, yeah. I did my student teaching in elementary school for PE and it was, it, man, that was like the toughest semester of, 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 my, of my collegiate career because there was literally nowhere I could go and like have what I felt like would be adult conversations, right? Um, I was probably one of three males in the entire building and you know the other the other guys were were I think custodians so we didn't have a lot of interaction so you go in the teacher lounge well you're surrounded by tiny kids all day and then you go in the teacher's lounge and you know Mrs. Johnson is talking about her three cats and just how they're little rascals and I'm just like what the fuck is going like it was it was really hard and this was and and it was worse because I was like right at the right in the like upswing of my fight career, right? I just turned pro and I was just like, oh man, full of piss and vinegar. And I would do the same thing. I would go in my car at the, uh, at the end of every day and just for about five minutes, just curse nonstop just to get out of my system because it was super pent up. So, hey man, hats off to you for, for making that work because that, that is not an easy job for anyone. I've, I've, I've only dipped my toe in that water and Whew, that, that's a tough one. Let's see, George says, I saw that post, was unsure how to respond, but historically it was necessary to regulate how the warrior real man dealt mentally with some harsh life experiences, or at least that's my opinion on it. Absolutely. I, you know, this, this idea of, you know, repressed emotions, right? And we as men, we, we don't express anything. We don't feel anything, you know, just, this, this misinterpretation of stoicism where we just, you know, put our heads down and move forward at all costs and, and you know, really don't pay any attention to anything else, I think is, is not super useful. And most of the people that I've seen adopt that mentality really run into problems. I'm not saying it can't be done. Um, I, I just, I personally, I don't think that it's, that it's ideal. And I think a lot of other philosophers would probably... Uh, agree with that and, and, and people who are way smarter than I am would probably say that as well. And so we do need that outlet, right? And, and maybe we don't break down and cry and have a, have a boo-hoo party every time something gets difficult, right? But I think, you know, finding some way to, to express um, and, 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 and feel something deeply is really important. And if you're not doing that, man, I think you're really missing out on some important aspects of life is just the world according to Josh. So, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not here to tell anybody how to live, but man, I, I, I think for me, things really turned a corner and, and got a lot better. Um, after I got married and after, after we had uh, my daughter and then even after my son, it's like, man, my capacity to feel just got magnified tenfold. And that, that has really like opened up a lot of doors for me and my development and like how I experience the world. I think, I think when you, when you cut that off, you look at things through such a narrow lens that you really don't get to experience it all. And so finding ways to experience it, embrace it, embracing it. Right. And whether that's us receiving, um, the art that we're 
that we're that we're consuming, whether we're creating it, ideally we're doing both, right? We're 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 coming across things that make us feel, and then we're we're also in turn creating things that make us and others feel. And man, I think that's what something that we that we probably should be doing more of and and sadly or not. And it's interesting, there's a there's some guys that I that I'm buddies with and they really spend a lot of time delving into the idea of masculinity and, and they're really, you know, big into to this culture war thing, which, you know, not to be dismissive of, but I, that's not my shtick. Right. Um, but there, there is obviously some, some really strong tension at play in the, in the world today, right. Between competing ideologies and you know one of the one of the, the the points that these guys brought up that I thought was really interesting, and one of them is is Jack Donovan. He's an author that some of you guys may have heard of. He's he's a buddy of mine, a member in the group here. He occasionally shows up and and interacts. But you the, talking about uh, he and some other guys were talking about this notion of like, man, we're losing the culture war because we're not creating any art. We're being out competed by the other ideologies that you know really kind of fly in the face of everything that that most of us I think here believe in which is the idea of uh, personal development and self-reliance right this idea of being able to take care of things yourself and not have to depend on on you know some other uh, force to take to take care of us now not from a cosmic or spiritual sense but from like a a Real world, and I'm talking about you know big government and that sort of thing, and not to be uh, elusive here. You know, th- th- there's a lot of people that think you know, oh well, I, the best thing is to to you know for my safety is we stand up this huge huge entity that will just protect us all and look out for our best interest. And you know, I think everyone here, or not, that's presumptuous. Sorry, I think most of the people here are probably more of the mindset of like no. Man, I need to be have some level of capability of myself because, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's just me. And I have other people that I need to provide for and, and other people that I need to intercede on their behalf. And I need to have the capabilities of doing that. And that really is the idea, the notion of a savage gentleman is you're capable in many facets and you can handle anything that comes your way. And so... We're losing that. We're losing that battle, right? That we're we're being outcompeted by by um, art and ideas that are too much to the contrary of that. And they really the only their their theory and their idea, and I, I don't think I disagree. The only way around that or through that is for us as men with our ideology to start creating things that uphold the ideals that we believe in, right? Uh, we we used to have you know ancient Greek sculptors that would would carve uh, massive statues and effigies of what they what they felt was the 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 ideal um, uh, personification of what a man should be right I mean that and that I I think that that's important right we need to create things to 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 be an example. And one of the things we can create as an example is ourself. We can carve our own 
marble, as it were, into the thing that we we believe uh, is best, and 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 be that living example. And I think that's where you know a lot of us we it's easy to get complacent and. You know, we can point fingers and say, well, this is what's wrong with society. This is what's wrong with these people. And this is bad and everything's terrible. And, and you know, it, it comes back to really the self and like, well, what are we doing to embody the, the things that we believe in? Right. I, I think we, our lives, um, you know, not just not not exclusively our appearance, but to some degree, I think our appearance is our product of our, of our values, but our lives, the way we live them and the, and the fruit and, and what we produce from those lives should be a direct reflection of what we hold to be true. And if it's not, we're, we're lying to ourselves, right? It, we're, and I think that, you know, you're, you're, whatever message you're trying to deliver doesn't carry as much weight, right? That's, again, it's, that's, that's my take on it. So let's see, George says, that's definitely a fair assumption. Thinking and acting independently seems to be a common trait amongst most of us in the group from what I can see. I, yeah, and, and, you know, thank goodness we still have lots of people, and I say lots, I mean 18, or what are we at? 16, 17,000, I, I don't know. However many dudes we have in here is sadly a paltry number compared to, you know, the number of humans in the world, but I think that there are a lot more of us than, than that are just here in this group, certainly. I mean, there's, there's far more savage gentlemen, I think, in the world that just haven't heard about this thing, that, that aren't aware of what it is we're doing. And, and, you know, and that's fine. I think it, as long as these guys are still living their lives and doing their thing, we're going to be okay. But that's where it's important where, again, we are, are talking about these things. We're, we're living them. We're breathing them. We're, we're uh, constantly improving in some way, shape, or form so that you know, these ideals aren't lost or forgotten or just shouted out by a bunch of people that have really bad ideas, Um, a bunch of people that are going to seek uh, comfort and complacency over, above all else. And that's really what we're seeing, right? Uh, I I don't think that a lot of these people necessarily have ill intentions. Some of them certainly do. But I, I think, you know, most of them have been spoon-fed and given the wrong understanding of life and and based off of their experience they're looking at things through through a really poor lens in my opinion and you know their their focus is outward right and and this becomes the problem if if everything that's wrong in the world exists beyond yourself you're doomed right you might as well just give up and quit because you can't change that, right? You can't affect others and how they feel and how they act and that sort of thing. And so when, when your entire existence and ideology is built on constantly pointing fingers at everyone around you and never taking a, a good hard look inward, it's going to be problematic. And, and that's, I think, the, the fundamental flaw of, of a lot of these people where they're not willing to look and say, hey, wait a minute. You know, maybe some of these problems that I'm experiencing, maybe the hardships in my life, maybe I have something to do with them. Maybe it's my outlook. Maybe it's my behavior. Maybe it's my what something 
right? My, my, my apathy, my laziness, my lack of skill or ability or drive or whatever it is. And certainly there, there are things that are outside of people's control that put them in whatever and that, that have some bearing as to how they got in the position they are. I'm not saying that, you know, everyone's situation is, is purely their, their own doing. However, man, we, I, I'm a firm believer that most of us are the creators of our own calamity. And I think that, that we all have been endowed with the ability to make some improvements if we only start with ourselves, right? And from that, then we can start to affect the things around us. But you can't, I, and I, I'm a firm believer that you can't affect anything outside of your own personal space if you don't start there. Uh, let's see, Jeremy says, uh, a cause is more powerful, or let's see, at cause is more powerful than at effect. Changing others tends to be an at effect type of thinking and operation. Yes. And again, I mean, I, I think that it, that it just, it, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. And I think anyone who follows that model is, is going to be sorely disappointed. And the ones who don't, like I think everyone here who recognize like, man, I, whatever my situation is, it, if it's going to change, it's going to start with me and, and, and no one else can do it but myself. And that's where I need to start really taking some hard looks and making some changes and making some improvements. And that process is, is I think, constant. I think any time that we hit a plateau and, and again, get complacent, you know, things are going to start slipping away and, and going off the rails to some degree. And that's not to say that, you know, we, we have to uh, no days off and, and, and kill ourselves every single day. That, that's, you know, I think people take that into extreme. But I think the, the general um, tone of our lives should be, you know, a consistent improvement in some facet or an area. And you're not going to be, you're not going to max out um, every, uh, every character trait, right? Um, there, you're going to run into limits. But man, there are so many things in this life, in this world that we can get better at then the, it, it's virtually limitless, right? And so that's, again, kind of where that cleverness comes back, where it's like, okay, well, physically, we can only improve so much and only get to uh, a certain point. But man, the, the ability of us to mentally improve, um, emotionally improve, spiritually improve, are, are virtually endless. And so a lot of times people run into this wall, they're like, Hey man, I, I, I just can't get any, lose any weight or I can't run any faster. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, do you need to? Maybe if you're a professional athlete, then yeah, man, you, you have to continue to push that limit. But if you're not, you know, once you get to a, a, a good performing state, then, then it kind of becomes maintenance at that point and then start diverting your energy in other places. So I don't know how we got on that topic. It was a long way in that direction. Um, and, and, and hopefully that made some sense to you guys. Um, the, the whole idea of that, of that uh, poem that I wrote, going back to it and this idea of real men uh, writing poetry, that's where we came in on. It, 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 it was for me watching a young fighter that um, I've worked with for a while and kind of helped him. I've seen him like, Day one, when he came to the gym and didn't know anything about fighting, he just was an eager young stud. 
who wanted to learn. And now he's made his pro debut and he's, you know, won a bunch of fights. He's getting some sponsorships and he's doing a lot of really cool things in the sport. And uh, I, I, I saw a post of his and, and I felt initially compelled to give him maybe a, a, a cautionary tale, right? To properly set his expectations because for you guys that are involved, have been involved in the, in, in the hurt game or, or in the fight game or just in sports in general, you know that, that man, it is, it is a fickle mistress and our expectations are often you know, not the reality. And so there's a part of me that's like, oh, man, I want to save this kid some heartache and just, you know, prepare him for what this journey is probably going to look like and some of the pitfalls and some of the disappointments and, you know, so that he's not blindsided by these things because inevitably stuff is going to happen that you didn't want to happen. You're, you're probably going to lose a fight. You're probably going to get dropped a sponsorship. You're probably going to miss some opportunities. There's, there's all some things, all sorts of things that are going to happen that, man, can really take the wind out of your sails. And, and I thought, well, maybe I should lend him some perspective. Um, and then and that's where the whole idea of the poem came from about, um, about, about the, the building your dreams of flotsam. Um, is that, man, who am I to dash those dreams for him, right? I, who am I to take from him the, that, that really profound learning opportunity and experience of going through and, and, and having those highs and those lows? Because I think that's what ultimately makes us who we are. And, you know, I, I think that, I know without, without that, I wouldn't be who I am. And I, and I think, you know, for him, letting him go, and, and whatever happens, happens. I'm not saying that, that his dreams will be dashed, but... They, they they might, and that's that's the whole thing, right? That that is life is that we go out and we do a thing, regardless of our of, of the results, right? We we there's no guarantee, right? We don't do something just because we know 100% we're going to win, right? That's there's never 100%. So we do it knowing there's a chance that we could fail, and we do it anyway. And when we fail, we pick ourselves up and we rebuild from the wreckage and we go right back at it again. And I think if we can do that, then man, that puts us in a category head and shoulders above most people who won't even begin to build their dreams whatsoever. I mean, you could hand them a dream and give it to them. And most of them would be afraid to put it in the water for fear of it wrecking. Right. But if we build it, we create it ourselves well, guess what? We've done it before. So if we send it out to sea and it gets smashed on, upon the rocks, well, we know how to build it again. And hopefully we'll learn and we'll get new um, ingredients and new pieces to put together and create something even better, right? And, 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 you know, we should be excited about the opportunity of building it, you know, again, right? That, that hey, we get to do this one more time. And I think, you know, that idea and that mentality of, defeat or failure or or really just um uh, speed bumps right you can you can look at things that come along as either um uh stumbling blocks or stepping stones right and i think if we can look at them as stepping stones instead of something that we trip over something that we you know just sit and and wail and anguish about 
we're going to be much better off. We're going to be far more successful. And, and listen, I'm not the, I wouldn't consider myself the, the pinnacle of success by any stretch. There's, there's a lot of guys that are far more successful than a lot of things that I'll probably ever be. But, you know, the, I, I have learned a lot from observe, observing others and I've tried to implement those things in my life. And those are some of the things that I found useful is like, hey, man, you've got to pick yourself up and, and, and go on. And you have to do it almost um, irrespective of the fact that, that your ship just got destroyed, right? That it just got smashed to smithereens. You pick them up, you piece it together. And you send it right back out there. So that was kind of the impetus of that of that little poem that I wrote. And, and I'm glad a lot of you guys enjoyed it. What really impressed me is how many freaking responses we got to that. And how many like really deep um, thinkers in, 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 in the poetry that, that we have here. That was actually what I really wanted to say. And I, I kind of <laughs> got distracted with, with a lot of things. But really what I wanted to what I wanted to express is like, holy shit, man, some of you guys are really good. And, and, and that is super cool to see that, man, we've got such a diverse group of individuals here, guys that have so many varying interests and skills and abilities. And that um, it, it, it's a really cool thing. And so, you know, I guess to wrap this thing up for you guys that that are new, that have just joined in, really glad to have you make sure that you are. Uh, getting in there, commenting, and, and asking your questions, submitting posts. Um, if you want to give an introduction, there's a pinned post in the announcement about that. Uh, make sure you're getting in the mentorship area. A lot of guys have been asking about that. And there's just a button kind of at the, at the top that, uh, of, the, of the homepage where you can go in and you can search for different categories. So if you're looking for someone to mentor you in hunting, right? Or fishing or in computer coding or your relationship or whatever it is you're looking for. I mean, we've got a, like I said, a very wide array of, of skill sets here. Then you can scroll through and you can look at guys based off of those topics and, and submit um, a, a request to be mentored by them. And conversely, you can create your own little profile in there that lists your particular skills and interests and what you would be uh, willing to mentor someone else in. And so we've, we've got quite a few people who are already in there and taking advantage of that. And if you're curious, I, I would highly recommend jumping in and using that as a vehicle to, again, improve some of these things, just like what we were talking about. So you know, thanks again for joining. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out. I'm going to go get a workout in. For you guys who like this shirt, you can get it at our store at SavageGentleman.com. If you weren't aware, we do sell things like the hat and the mug and the punching bag and the flag and a bunch of other really cool stuff. So um, help us keep the lights on. Help us keep doing this, whatever it is that we do here. I, um, and uh, yeah, thanks so much for hanging out. Cheers.